how are you? Uh. <laughs> that good. <laughs> Such a resigned sigh. What did you score uh, last week? I scored twelve fifty seven. That's not um, bad. Yeah, I didn't really move. I'm still eighteenth in the eighteen thousands. What did you score? I had an absolute shocker. Oh yeah, eleven fifty three. Okay. So what, I, is, what does that do to you? I fell two thousand spots down to like mm. three thousand four hundred. Okay. Which is the lowest ranking I've had since like round two or something. Right. Yeah. Pretty disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So I'm going to have a bit of a lament in a moment. But before I do that, uh, what do you want to go through tonight? Well, I want to talk about, I guess, perhaps when you should and you shouldn't get pods or when you mm-hmm. should and shouldn't pod up. Um, yep. Because one of the reasons I had such a bad week last week was because my pods like really badly underperformed mm-hmm. uh, compared to the, the sort of obvious trade-ins. Yep. Um, and we can we can think about that with the obvious trade-ins for this week or the, because there are a couple of um, trades that a lot of people are going to have to make because of yep. some key injuries. Mm-hmm. I want to celebrate our 20th episode. Oh. Muzzle, muzzle. Okay. Yeah. Yep. What else do I want to do? I mean, that's, that's mostly it. Okay, cool. All right, so I just want to get some stuff off my chest <laughs> to begin with. I'm sorry that, that, that it's going, it's, we're going to start on such a negative note, but I need to have a requiem for a team being my team. Come on, it's not that bad. Yeah, well, I only dropped one spot, actually, but I lost this week by 10 points. Okay. And I lost my head-to-head by 10 points because the coach of my team, i.e. me, (laughs) I am an imbecile. Okay, what did you do? I had planned to trade in Ikevalu if I I thought he was going to start on the right Mm. or if, if he wasn't going to start on the right trading Sivo. Uh, the news right before the Roosters game was that Ikevalu was going to play on the left, so I decided to forego him. He did end up getting a good score because he did score a try. Trading him in would have been the right move, but I passed on it. Fine. Whatever. I get in Sivo. Sivo has a nothing game, scores like 20 points, gets injured at the end of the game as well, and he's likely out this week too. Uh, yep, it hasn't been confirmed yet, but he's a he's yep. a maybe. George Jennings yep. is still working on the extended bench. Yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, my opponent has oh, my opponent captain's Teddy, so I'm like, okay, that's cool. I'm a little, I feel like I'm a little bit ahead. But then he has Kurt Mann as a pod play, scores a try. Has Michael Jennings as a pod score a double? And I'm like, I'm so dead. I'm so dead. So coming into Sunday, I need. Uh, Cleary, who is a pod for me and my captain, because I VC Teddy, mm. to go ballistic. Which he did. Which he did. But I was also planning on, if I thought I was like within striking distance still, trading in Stephen Crichton, which would be taking out a pod. Yep. Because he had him. Yep. 
or trading in Brent Naden as a pod if I thought I was just so far behind. I needed I needed something else. Yep. Yep. Okay. So what do I do? What did you do? Neither. You just forgot. You I thought just... the game was like a six or six thirty kickoff. Uh, yeah. Okay. These Sunday games keep fucking with my head. They keep moving around, and I thought it was a later kickoff than it was. So you just didn't trade. So I missed making my second trade. Right. And and who did you have to play instead? Cohen Hess, who scored about fifty points less than Stephen Crichton. Yeah, that's not great. So you would have you would have towed him up, really. Or at least you would have won. won uh, yeah, I would have won my head to head. I would have um, would have had a good score. Would have had a great score. Um, would have got rid of Scott Drinkwater last week, who's just floating around in my team now, just taking up space. And now with all this week's injuries, because you know I, I I'm going to have at least two million dollars on the pine this week before I, before trades. Like I am so screwed. I am so screwed. And just because I made one mistake, that's, you know, if, if you're not disciplined in this game, you lose. And, I, and I've lost as a result. That's another one of the problems with head-to-head. Like, you have to dink around with your team at the last minute and there's, like, quite a lot of room for error like that. Whereas, like, Maybe. I I mean, you should, even when you're playing overall, kind of wait till the games and whatever. But, like, yeah. quite often I make my trades, like, quite early on in the week and then I just, it's like pretty much set and forget yeah um yeah anyway yeah that's that's very frustrating and it means you're kind of a trade behind everyone else i mean yeah. the losing by 10 points thing is neither here nor there and i actually think the CBO... no no the losing by 10 points thing is what is what matters well it's all about winning it's all about winning each game in head-to-head i don't care about about the score or the trades that much it's the loss by 10 points that matters to me yeah, but it also means you're a tra- in this year at least because we've got so many trades. You're a trade behind. Sure, but actually, it actually means I managed to save a trade. Like at some point, we're going to need to save trades. Um, like two or something. Yeah. Sure. So I saved one yeah. now. But maybe, I think maybe... I think the Sevo trade was a good one. You just got slightly unlucky. And he might well, still play this week. He might. Because you don't really want Ikebali playing on the left. Yeah, they've got some uh, good I games guess... coming up, but. I would have I would have been okay with the Sevo thing had I traded Crichton in, but now it's just like piling shit on shit kind of thing. All right. Maybe let's just start with the stuff that we that everyone wants to talk about, which is Abby Corusau is out for three weeks. Um, yeah. Three to four weeks or something like that. He's, yeah. he's got an elbow injury. He's in pretty much everyone's team. Mm-hmm. Uh, by far, the most popular trade in for him is Cameron Smith. Yes. Uh, about 10% of coaches, well, he's by far the most popular trade this week. About 10% of coaches are making that trade. Mm-hmm. Um, surprisingly, Cook is quite a lot less common. Okay. Cook is $50,000 more expensive, but. Both of them have been mm-hmm. going really, really well. Both of them have very low break-evens. Smith probably has the better run of games. What do you think about that? What do you think? What, what are you going to do about Abby? One of, one of my options is to trade Smith in. I, if, it's, if it's the question of Smith or Cook, I think 
Smith's a better option because he does have a particularly good run still over the next couple of weeks. He's the he's the kicker on that team. They are going to score a lot of points over the next month, so his floor's pretty stable. And you know, he and Cook scored pretty much. They both scored one hundred and thirty something um, on the weekend. Yeah. So they're both sort of in a pretty similar position. But yeah, he's fifty grand cheaper. I, I don't I don't see much downside with with Cam Smith over Damian Cook. Now, whether whether he's a better option against a Reese Robson or a Jazz Tavanga or someone like that, that's another question. But I think just out and out Smith versus Cook, Smith's the way to go. Okay. I agree with you. I think Smith well, I don't think he's gonna get cheaper than six hundred and fifty thousand. Yep. I think that's probably his base price this year. Yeah. He has a good run of games. The other thing about Smith this year is that he's got a bunch of forwards in that team, like particularly kind of middle forwards, who are very good at barging over for tries. Uh-huh. So he's got Tino, he's got uh, Brandon Smith, and he's got Nelson Asofa Solomona, yep. who at least two of them, if not all three, scored tries last week. Yep. And he, so so not only does he get his 40 or 50 tackles playing 80 minutes, Mm-hmm. Uh, he gets the goals against good teams, as you mentioned, and all he has to do is like have one of those little short passes to one of those props, and they go over, and he gets a try assist as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, and and he's sort of at that discount because he had those like a game and a half or something at halfback. Yeah, and Christian Welch has let has learned to offload as well. So there's a lot, there's a lot mm. of extra second phase stuff going on behind him as too. And yeah, they are they do seem to be playing a little bit. A little bit tighter this year. The ball's not going to the right that far. Kafusi's not seeing that much ball. Ball's going a little bit to the left, but but not a huge amount. Okay, so since so we've we both agree that Smith is better than Cook. Since you mm-hmm. mentioned it, Jazz Devanga. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love me some Jazz. Oh my god, he scored seventy two points in yeah. in base and offloads last week in forty seven minutes off the bench. Yeah, yeah. He, I think he did start off the bench, right? Or did he start? Yeah, uh, I think no. I think he was off the bench. Yeah, and this week he's slated to to start at lock. Yeah. Do you think he's a like a relevant option at hooker? Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I'm looking at him more as like a fourth, second rower now that Angus Crichton's injured. Yeah, the makeup of my team might might allow me to get someone like him in, but I feel like. For an extra hundred thousand odd, um, Smith gives you a lot more surety. So I don't yeah, know. We'll absolutely, see. we'll see. We'll see. I do love Jazz though. I love Jazz too. Uh, he's got his first week. He only scored about thirty odd. So you got one more week to kind of have a look and see what his role yeah. looks like. See if he gets that starting role and how many minutes he's going to get going forward. Yeah, um, and they're playing the Roosters this week, right? Yes. So yes. Yeah, so. Although the Roosters so, actually so. give up lots of offloads. Right, okay. So he might still score pretty well against the Roosters. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, you could probably have a look at him for one more week and, and see what he's going to yep. do. Yep. Um, Reese Robson actually got a bit of a spell last week. Yeah. So to me, that, that would scare me off. Mm-hmm. There's one guy, though, that you haven't mentioned that I think I'm going to... Actually, well, you haven't mentioned him because he's not a hooker. Okay. But given that a lot of teams would still have Billy Walters... Yeah. You can trade in a halfback if you like. Okay. 
And I think I'm going to do that. Okay. And this guy has uh, 2.5% ownership. And he's the 85, 85th most popular trade in this week. Right. Can you guess who that is? No, I can't. Who is it? Benny Hunt. Old money bags. Get out. No way. What do you mean, no way? <laughs> You're trading in Ben Hunt. I think so. Oh, and I'll give you the reason. Mm-hmm. The reason is because trading in Ben Hunt, so I've got about 150K in the bank at the moment. Yep. Trading in Ben Hunt, who's only 425K, yep. uh, for Appy gives me the cash to do Hest and BMOS. Okay. By, by Yo. Oh my God. How do you feel about so... that combo of trades? I'm fine with the combo of trades. I think far out. You you really do live in the lap of luxury. <laughs> oh, my team my team's a bit of a mess at the moment, to be honest. Um, I, I'm going to have to play the hammer this week. Oh, me too. Um, and Bradman best, although that's fine against the Bulldogs. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Um, but that the reason why I want to do that is because that kind of that shores up two positions for me. Whereas if right. I if I do the the Cameron Smith trade, which is the obvious trade, my second trade would just would have to be like a enough downgrade, probably. Yeah, which is you know I mean? think what I'm looking at ultimately. Yep. Um, yep. I could do a Pappenhausen back to Ponga type trade or something like that. Like it would have to be basically a, an at value kind of trade, and it means that my my center wing is super weak. Um, I would mm. have to what. In fact, oh, I can't remember now. I think I would have to, to trade in like a Mitch Orbison or something um, yep. just to get four starting centers because I've got yep. Tessie and uh, crap like that. Anyway, so so what? So yeah, Ben Hunt potential option. He's gone. So he's played, mm-hmm. he's played eighty minutes the last two weeks. Uh, yep. He's averaged about sixty odd over that time. I think, mm-hmm. he, I think he scored like maybe nearly 80 and then 50, 58 last week. He yep. does have attacking stats in him. He's not the biggest worker of, as a hooker, so his his base is, I think, around probably around 40. Yeah. But he does lots of little kicks from dummy half so he can get some repeat sets. Loves a try. I don't know. Mm. 80 minute hooker with attacking stats for 425k. Yeah. It's not a bad option. Not a bad, not a bad option. option. Yep. Mm. All right. Okay. Uh... I don't want to go through the team list as such, but let's have a quick chat about just a couple of things that are, that are jumping out at us. Okay. So Eels Tigers, yeah. So Billy Walters retains a six after a really good game last week. Um, he didn't play 80, but he was good, really good when he was on the field. He scored a try. Yeah, I didn't play him. Did you, he was sitting on my bench, unfortunately. Did you, in your deepest fantasies, ever imagine that the Tigers would tell up the Broncos like that? Um, never thought about it that way. I didn't actually watch that game. I was doing something else, but oh, um, that was an orgasmic game. Yeah, a Tigers fan. They they were just very very bad, weren't they? Yeah. Um. Okay. Anyway, yeah. Twelve still not back. Garner's out. Garner's out. Yeah. Yeah. Mitchy Mitchy Moses is back. Yeah. Sivo. Uh, sorry. Sorry, I was going to say if you want to get. Luciano back into your team now would be a good time. A negative break even. Yeah, well that hurt, didn't it? And I traded him yeah. out a couple of weeks ago. 
Yeah. Um, I'm not even going to talk about this Cowboys game. Cowboys Manly don't care about that. I just, I just, there's just one guy I just want to make a mention of. Mm. Um, the five eight, uh, Dayan Asi, Dijon as he's known, or Mustard. <laughs> as... Colonel Mustard. I think just Mustard. Just Mustard. Um, he he looks really good. He looks really good. So I'm going to keep an eye on him. Yeah, um, you can get him in the centers. Oh, that's interesting. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah. 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 Okay. He's he's very handy. Um, I think Hammer. Look, I have to play him, but up in Townsville against that pretty weak Manly side, I hope that he can get a little attacking stat. Yeah. 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 I hope he won't be that bad to play. I saw a stat that said Manly are a 10-point worse defensive team when Turbo's not playing. That's interesting. Mm. They yeah. did up okay last week, but they've been pretty inconsistent in their D over the last month. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they play much better at um, Lotto Land, obviously. Yep, yep, yep. Broncos. So, as you mentioned, Tessie's injured, so that's going to cause problems for a lot of teams, including mm. yours and mine. Milf to fullback. Tony Staggs is back. Yeah, so both the second rowers got injured that we talked about last week. Yep. So Pangai's back to the second row. Uh, Joe mm-hmm. O is in the second row. Uh, Flegler mm-hmm. starts. Oh, Tio, Tio didn't actually get injured. He's in, he's just back to the interchange. Yeah. But anyway. Yep. Um, this, team, this team is going to get destroyed. Yeah, they're going to get hammered. So I have Pappenhausen. Gee, mm-hmm. he was disappointing last week. Yeah. Um, there's, there's sort of some theories going around that Munster hurts him. Everything goes through Munster when he's back. Yeah. Uh, I'm holding on. I can't sell him against that Broncos team because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they could put on such a big score. Yeah, you have but, to hold. But, yeah, the, the Pongard-Pappenhausen differential last week really hurt me. Sure, sure. And, and you know, Pong's obviously got a very easy game this week um, against the Bulldogs. Yeah, exactly. Um, but then next week, uh, Storm and Knights play each other. So, yeah. So, yeah, a lot of people would potentially hold Ponga and, or hold off trading in Ponga until after that after that Storm game. Yeah. Munster is still a huge buy if you don't have him. I got him in yeah, last week, was him. happy with that. Uh, yeah. I think with the trade, a lot of a lot of top teams did actually get him in. I saw, yep. um, about forty percent of the top one hundred teams I think actually bought him last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, obviously still a very good buy this week if you can swing it. If yep. you do have a Billy Walters, uh, mm-hmm. and maybe another halfback five eight switchy, you might be able to do to do Appy directly to Munster. So that might be another option. Um, Warriors, so we mentioned Jazz Tavanga, he's starting this week at lock. Um, Jack Hetherington is starting a prop as well, um, if that's of interest to anybody. So, so do you want to talk a little bit more about this BMOS uh, thing? I mean, obviously, he is the premier center wing this year with all the tries he's scoring, but is he worth the money? Uh, well, look, they have three pretty easy games in a row. Uh, the Warriors were very bad last week. Um, so they've got uh, the Titans the week after, is that right? Yeah, it is the Titans. And then the Dragons. And then the Dragons. The Dragons aren't actually that bad at the moment. Yep. So it's not as good a game as it looked a few
few weeks ago, but still mm-hmm. a pretty good three three week run of games. Um, mm-hmm. Look, he's very expensive for a center wing. Um, if he doesn't score a try, he's going to score very poorly. So yep. you know, if you're considering a B Moz versus say Cameron Smith, obviously mm-hmm. the risk is much much higher with with a B Moz. Um, yep. But I I just I need a center to to bolster my centers and. You know that that George is just very juicy. That right hand side is scoring so many points for that Roosters team. So, so I guess I guess that means you're probably going to pass on Sebo for a little while now. I'll still be maybe considering Sebo next week. Okay, it, it'll probably be a decision between because now that I've got Yo up in my second row, mm-hmm. it'll be a decision between bringing Sebo in or bringing in like a just just Vanga probably. Flano, I think is a very good option this week as well. And he's another guy that you could potentially bring in uh, for Appy if, you, if you've if you got Walters still. Walters, yep. yep. Flanner's um, just been fantastic. And yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, my boy Luke Keery was very bad last week. Yeah. Um, yeah. He actually played well and was kind of everywhere, but mm. was just doing nothing that scored super coach points, like sort of passing too, too far before the line or putting Cordner through gaps and then Cordner was dropping it. Yep. Um, whereas Flano was playing as a sort of uh, a later receiver and so got mm-hmm. a couple of those try assists, mm-hmm. uh, which yeah. was very frustrating. Yeah. Um, what about what about Darkness, my old yeah. friend? Yeah. It's that time of year, isn't it? <laughs> It's always around. It's always around this time of year that like Orbo <laughs> just pops up, and you're like, maybe I, I should do it. Maybe I should do maybe it. Maybe I should do it. Uh, what do you reckon? So, okay, let's go on a tangent. So, there are three potential guys that are in a two hundred thousand dollar bracket in the second row who I'm maybe looking at. Um. And I, and I probably need to get one of these guys if I plan on getting Cam Smith in. Okay. Uh, the three guys are Orbo. Yep. Bailey Sirinan. Yep. And uh, Talakai at the um, Sharks. Okay. So. So. I'll, I'll, tell, I'll tell you my logic here. Ciro is the, is the, is the guy that's going to hang around the longest, so has... The, the large propensity to make make money. So if my goal is to, you know, have a guy who might get up up upwards of sixty minutes, maybe even eighty minutes a game, um, and has a reasonable PPM, then he's the guy to get, right? But he probably will probably won't sort of knock out a hundred anytime soon, but is pretty reliable. There's him. Then there's Talakai. Talakai is more of a sort of one-week wonder um, because he's just in because um, Nikora is out um, with a, after a trip to the judiciary. Um, but he will be starting second row against the Dragons, who have also, I think they've lost Tariq Sims this week. Um, I can't remember whether he's on that side or not. But, you know, running inside short or running outside Sean Johnson um, is a pretty lucrative place to be. So there may be a great benefit for a guy like that. And he's a dual position player, unlike Siren and 
and I think he's something like 50 grand cheaper or something like that. Yep. So can I ask something? Yep. Do you have to play this person that you're bringing in? Probably. Yeah, because when I was looking at the Smith trade, I was looking at a yeah. guy that would have to play. Yeah. Um, probably, and, and most likely in my centre, I was actually basically only looking at guys that I could get in the centres because I had to, to fix up that position. Right, right, right. Um, yep. So Orbo was one that I was yeah. looking at. Um, I mean, so the pros and cons for me, I'll, I'll go back to you in a second, but the pros and cons for me yep. are that Orbo is is switchy, so you can yep. he becomes quite useful with Isaiah Yo. Yep. Um, obviously, he's in the best team at the comp. Yep. The cons are that he's fucking old. Uh, this year, he's looked very slow. Mm-hmm. So it's hard for me to see him getting any attacking stats, even in that Roosters team. But the biggest yep. con is that there's no guarantees on game day he's going to actually be there. I see quite a big risk of... Um, Nat Butcher or one of the other guys, maybe Tupanua, taking his spot um, and him going so, back to the bench. And there's not only that. There's the fact that Angus might be back in three weeks. So, or two. Or uh, sure, whatever. Two He's got the same, same injury as Munster, I think, and Munster came back in two weeks. Yeah. And even if he's not, you know the Roosters are getting Sonny Bill. <laughs> yeah, I saw and that in the news today. Because they've got so much cash to, to splash around, right? Like, their team's yeah. not good enough on paper already. Yeah. They just, and, and just squeeze him in. Bills, well, exactly. He's going to walk straight to the starting team. This is bad for not only for Oro, but for Angus as well. I, I feel like I have to get rid of Angus. Ah. Uh, Sonny Bill's pretty old. I reckon he comes back by the bench. Uh, they're going to give him so much money. I think they have, they're going to have to... They're going to play him as much as they can because he's old. He's just going to sign this half-year deal. They're going to flog him to death. And, uh, we'll yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, look, there's a lot of risks with Orbison. Uh, and he's just, like, kind of old and shit. So yeah. I'd probably suggest not to do it. I'd probably I'd probably go with Bailey over Orbo. Uh, Talakai, as you say, is a very good one-week purchase if you need to play him. But both... Orbo and Talakai, and even the Sirenan to some extent, uh, all three of them could be pretty bad AEs come two or three weeks' time. Yeah, that's right. I don't think any of them are actually going to make a huge amount of money. Probably Ciro has the best job security for the next month or so, right? Well, potentially for the rest of the season. If Ciro was a jewel um, like the other two are, I think it'd be an easy decision for me. Right. It's the fact that he's not that, that is making it quite hard. So is Talakai uh, center wing second row as yeah. well? Yeah, okay. Yeah. 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 I'm not sure what I would do, actually. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a truly a difficult decision. Quite, um, quite difficult. All right. Yeah, so so uh, going on to that Sharks game. So Sione Katoa, my boy, stayed oh, on the right. Absolutely killing it. He's, Stayed on the right. He's a top four center wing, I think. Yeah, but the floor's really low with him. It, it's it's truly rocks and diamonds. Absolutely, but you know, that's all right. It's Toby Ru- Rudolph starting. Um, yeah, he did really well, didn't starting he? Lock. There's a guy called Teague Wilton on the interchange. T e i g. There you go. Teague. Oh, okay. Teague. Is that he? Is that it? Ty. Is it Ty? Ty. 
Oh, maybe it's Thai. It's probably okay. Thai. Yeah, is, is it I, I, Irishman? I apologize for. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I I, I don't know how to pronounce anything. <laughs> I was pretty wrong about Rava Lover. Yeah, I put a bet on that because you convinced so did me. I. He didn't score any tries. No, no, he didn't score any tries because we somehow believed in the dragons. Yeah, like so I actually, I slammed my laptop shut like <laughs> halfway through the first half of that game. Um, I was like, "Why? They were playing great. Why do I support this team?" But then they came back beautifully. Yeah, well, um, Lomax is roughly thirty points ahead of uh, Pappenhausen in our in our twenty all bet. Good. Yep. Excellent. Not great, considering Pappenhausen was playing the Titans. Yeah. But anyway, uh, um, not a great start. On to on to Raiders Bunnies. So we already mentioned Bailey Sirinen. He's in for Ethan Lowe, who's potentially out for the season. And who's the other one that's gone? Jimmy the Jet. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jimmy the Jet's out for the season as well. Yep. Uh, so Campbell Graham moves into the centers now. Um, yeah. With Corey Allen and, and Jackson Paulo sorry, on the wings. So what, Semi, what that does yeah. to me is make that South's back line look very uh, weak defensively. It does, doesn't it? Dane Guy Gagai is a terrible defender in the centers. Yeah. Um, now, this week is probably not that relevant. Mm-hmm. Jordan Rapana in the centre. Yeah. Um, yeah, I tend to agree. But anyway, to me, I, I I think it's not particularly yeah relevant this week. But let's over the next few weeks, it could be interesting to get a few players in against that that mm-hmm. bunnies back line. Yep. Um, uh, bunnies have John Bateman on an extended bench. Oh, you mean the Raiders? So, yeah. So, sorry, Raiders. Yep. Yeah, that's true. So he could come straight back in, potentially, if he's fit. Yep. Uh, Sammy Valamai uh, starts on the wing. He played a bit last week, I think. Looked okay-ish. Kalen uh, Ponga looks like he's potentially back in Is he form, back? maybe. Yeah. Uh, yep. Got about a 50-point break even, so very achievable. Yeah, yeah. If you had um, done that Gutherson trade, mm. you'd be looking pretty good now, trading him back for 270k yep. profit yep. and I probably would make that trade to be honest even even with uh, Parramatta having a pretty good draw coming up I'd probably still do it yep and yep. yeah this again this this dogs team I, I don't know how the Dragons didn't put 50 points on that team but yeah it's, it's a terrific team yeah the Knights yeah. could put a, a huge score on that team I don't have Ponga and I am terrified and finally, Titans Panthers. So, all the people that brought, brought in Crichton will be pretty happy. You'll be pretty upset. Yeah, uh, yeah I am pretty upset. We talked about Appy's injury at length. Um, Mitch Kenny comes in for Appy, but apart from that, there's not a huge amount else of relevance in that game. Oh, except for the fact that both Fermoy is now not in the team. Yeah. Our boy, both Verma, got dropped. I don't really care, yeah. to be honest. I brought him in last week, and I I, I don't really care. Um, um, yeah. Well. And obviously, Dylan Edwards got injured. He's out for three or four weeks as well. That would be mm. pretty frustrating if you brought him in last week because he looked like a really interesting trade. Yeah. Um. So, he played yeah. well. You'll have to yeah. get rid of him. Mm-hmm.
One other thing I want to talk about this week is like when to pot up and when not to. Okay. So a few weeks ago, uh, everyone was getting in Sean Johnson. Mm-hmm. And I thought that's a good opportunity to zag because Sean Johnson has a bit of a history of being sort of up and down and he might not score that well. Um, so I bought Luke Keery instead. Uh, mm-hmm. That has not gone well. It was going okay until last week, and then SJA scored about 100 points more than him last week. It was yep. one of the reasons why I had a bad week. And you never know, like that could turn around a bit in the, next, in the coming weeks, but so far it's looking like a very bad trade. So mm-hmm. I guess my point is sometimes we think to ourselves, oh, everyone's doing this, so I should just do something different because I'm behind and I want to catch up. Uh, and that seems, I guess, like pretty good logic. But you really have to sort of think to yourself, am I just, you know, am I, am I, am I playing a, a strategy that's just too risky? Am I just avoiding the, the clear best player in the position? You could sort of make that argument about Cameron Smith this week, to be honest, and I'm not getting him. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, so, I mean, a, a, an obvious example is, is Teddy, right? Like, yep. a few weeks ago, you could have said, oh, I'm going to zag against Teddy because everyone's got him, and your season would be over probably by now yep. if you'd done that. So maybe I'm saying the obvious, but I think you can't just pot up at every turn because you think you're behind and you want to be different. You've really got to kind of pick your moments and sometimes take your medicine. If someone is the obvious, the, obviously the best trade in a given week, you should probably do it most of the time. Mm-hmm. Unless you think there's a really, really good reason why the guy that, you, that you're picking and no one else is is secretly kind of, you know, undervalued and, and, and perhaps a better trade than the one that everyone's bringing in. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And that's fine. But obviously, potting up later on in the season is, you know, brings you diminishing returns. So in, in a truncated season like this one, making, making those pod moves at this time of year seems to have seems to be the right time to do it. Now, whether it was the right move to, you know, get in a Kiri over a Johnson or something like that, whatever, we'll see. But um, I think that, I think the the time that you should pot up is, should be very clear. Now, who, like, which players you should pot, uh, you know, you should pot up and which players you, which players you should take on as antipods, that's, that's another argument. But I think, timing wise like your your curie decision was made at exactly the right time maybe it was just the wrong trade like, well had it been had it been flano as an example who who i think wasn't that much more expensive like would you be okay with it probably it would have been a lot better so far but i guess the point i'm trying to make is that johnson had clearly the best draw and he's, oh, yeah. he's a kind of player that scores well against teams when he has a good draw Um, and I basically went a different option just ignoring all the evidence that was in front of me Um, but in saying that Kiri had an amazing draw as well yes yeah but not quite as good yeah not consistently as good as we saw last week Um, and has a much lower floor without the without the goal kicking Mm-hmm. Now, again, Kiri has some very good games coming up and could do really well, but 
yeah, I, I suppose I was perhaps looking a little bit too hard for something that wasn't there. Mm. Sometimes you've just mm. got to go, this guy has easily the best draw, he's the best pick, let's let's yeah. find a pod somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. Um, as, as I say, a lot of people would have kind of had that scenario with Tedesco this year. They might have thought, oh, I'll go, I'll go a different option and, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's just no good. If the, if, if the player in that position is easily the best player, you just have to get them and, and find somewhere else to, to, to make your zags. Right. So what about um, captaincy options this week? So I think Teddy's the clear captain option. Who would you vice captain in that scenario? Yeah, so I think that's the more interesting question because uh, Teddy against the Warriors, I I think, is a very, very clear captain option. Um, In terms of who I would vice captain, again, that may be the benefit of getting in a um, Cam Smith because I think he'd be a clear vice captain option. If you don't have him, then Munster. Yeah, I tend to agree. I suppose you could... Oh, no, you can't actually. So if you really wanted to pot up as a captain, you could go Ponga. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, then you can't cap even VC Teddy, so you'd have to pick another vice-captain. Munster is probably a pretty clear option as a vice-captain. Oh, sorry. What, one other thing that might be of interest is there's some chat that um, uh, Sean Bloor might start at lock for the Tigers this week. Oh, yeah. And if he does, that would throw him into the mix um, of those like second rows and stuff, and he'd be basement price. So, you know, if you don't believe in any of those other guys, he this kid's got a lot of wraps on him. You know, played junior kangaroos and you know played for New South like you know junior New South Wales or whatever. He's meant to be pretty good. So, so he might be a, a slightly cheaper option. Than getting in these sort of two hundred twenty or two hundred eighty thousand dollars guys. Yeah. Okay. But um. All right. I suppose we'll know pretty because they played the Thursday night game. game. Yeah. yeah. Um. But he will also have terrible job security because twelve will be back probably in the next sure. week or two. Sure. But but again, like at this point of the season, if you if you're getting a guy who might end up being enough, that might be worthwhile, and. Like I said, I'll probably play him this week, and I'll only get him in if he's on the if he's on the run on side. What about my boy Bemos? What about him? As a captain, yeah. I think that yeah, I think that's a great choice. If you're going to get him in and captain him, that is a massively good good move. Like if he does well, the only thing is if he does well, it's very likely that Teddy will have done well too. It's just a matter of who scores more. I don't, I don't actually think there's much downside risk in captaining Teddy over Bemos, but there may be a fair bit of downside risk in captaining Bemos over Teddy. I think it's risky, but I, but it's like the, the the timing is right for it. The timing is good. Yeah, it's an interesting one. We'll have to see. I think you're right. Like, there's a chance that Bemos gets twenty and. Teddy gets 140 if everything just goes through the middle. Yeah, but if Bemos gets 140, Teddy's going to get, you know, 120 or something like that. Probably, kind of probably. So there's not a massive upside. Yeah. Unless for some reason everything goes down the right and doesn't go through Teddy, but, you know. That hasn't been the case so far this year. It hasn't, has it? It's generally been Ted, Teddy that's been passing it to him. Yeah. Um, 
occasionally it's a Flano. Flano or the center. Um, Manu. Manu. But then yeah. Teddy gets the, the try assist anyway. Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure I'm going to have the balls to do that, but all my pod captain captaincy options this year have basically blown up in my face. Yeah. So we're halfway through the season, 10 weeks down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably my biggest lesson this season is, is what I talked about before, potting up maybe at the wrong time, because I've actually been in a pretty good position this year, sort of around that 1,000 mark, but I haven't been able to kind of jump into the top 1,000. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess because I've made some bad decisions, probably because I've tried to put up too much and also yep. because of some bad captaincy choices. Uh, mm-hmm. So my biggest lesson of the year probably is uh, don't be too smart for your own good. What's yours? Mine's, mine's, re- mine's really just discipline. There's, I, I've been happy with the decisions that I've made week to week. Uh, I've been happy with the teams that I've played week to week. I've been happy with the captains that I've chosen. I've lost three head-to-head games so far this season, and two of them were just because of sloppy discipline. So, yeah, uh, you ha- you have to be committed. You have to sort of set the alarms. You have to check the lineups, all that kind of stuff. And if that, you know, either either you enjoy Super Coach so much that that's not a chore. And it's part. It's actually part of the fun, or you see it as a chore. In which case, maybe you just don't enjoy playing Supercoach so much. I don't see it as a chore. I I enjoy making sure I've got the right team, making making sure the lineups are all good, trading my guy in, you know, two minutes before the game starts or whatever. But yeah, have you have to be on top of it. And if you're not on top of it, then don't deserve to win. And that goes for both head to head and overall. Yeah, I, I, I've done it once this season where I meant to trade in someone before a lockout and just forgot, basically. Yeah. It's a yeah. very frustrating feeling. Uh, mm. I quite mm. liked the old days where the, you just had the lockout before the first game and that was it. Well, yeah, cause that, because every, everybody was just affected evenly, kind of. Yeah, thing. that's right. I mean, it was very frustrating when your player pulled out just before the game, particularly if you'd like traded that guy in or something. Yeah. I suppose it made for a very different head-to-head. I suppose the trading during the round actually makes head-to-head a lot better because of the ability yeah. to sort of depod and change up your it's, captain yeah. and all do all this sort of tricky shit. Yeah, it's much more strategic. Like the the Stephen Crichton trade that I didn't make uh, on Sunday was even though it was the last game of the round, I could make that trade before the last move of the round because I was trading out. Uh, Drinkwater, who was playing the same game, trading down from center to fullback for Hammer, who was playing the same game, and trading in Stephen Crichton. Now, that kind of flexibility you don't usually get. Um, and had I taken advantage of it, it would have been great, but, you know, whatever. Move on. All right. All right. Well, short and sharp. Thank you. Good. Yep. Yep. Thanks very much, and uh, good luck, and speak next week. Yeah. Yeah. I've. Uh... You know, I hope my pods this my pods have all got good matchups this week. Yeah. So maybe I can turn things around and get back into the, around that thousand thousand mark. Yeah. See ya. Great. Right.